Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to the Van Leer Jerusalem Series on Ideas. I'm Renee Garfinkel, your host. It's my pleasure to welcome Adrian Bijan to the show today to talk about his new book, Time and Beauty, Why Time Flies and Beauty Never Dies. Adrian Bijan is the J.A. Jones Distinguished Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Duke University. In his works, he applies physics to explain everyday phenomena that aren't traditionally tied to physics. Adrian Bijan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm uh, very, very pleased to be talking to you today. Before we get started discussing your book, tell us about some of the influences on your intellectual development. Wow. <laughs> this is a very, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you are the first to ask me, ask me these, uh, uh, these questions. Uh, uh, clearly, um, uh, the answer begins with uh, my parents uh, and the uh, times uh, um uh, of my uh, childhood, uh, I was uh, born in 1948, uh, raised under communism, uh, which was uh, a challenge for those who uh, were uh, free thinkers and uh, uh, who wanted to be left alone. And uh, so uh, the, uh, the the whole street was uh, <laughs> like the home in which I I uh, I was raised, one where. Um, and the culture in the home was uh, uh, European, or you may say Occidental, or cosmopolitan, uh, and uh, out there in the uh, in the street, meaning the regime was uh, instituting something very very different. So this um, um, this two side uh, uh, portrayal of reality was uh, was a constant source of questioning in my mind. And um, uh, that's basically the uh, the origin of my um, 
my uh, my way of thinking uh, the uh, the pals the okay I like to call them hoodlums I was playing with were behaving uh, the same way uh, coincidentally most of them were uh, were Jewish and uh, left in 1961 uh, we were passing uh, books old books over the fence um, meaning we were sharing books from uh, the previous uh, period. Uh, you know, the great books that uh, you hear about in, uh, in the West. And so, uh, once again, uh, reading was a, uh, was a coin with, uh, with uh, two facets, the uh, unofficial and then, of course, the uh, imposed one. <clears throat> so this dichotomy, which um, called for comparison, uh, everyday comparison, um, and questioning which side is uh, is true uh, was very very useful. So that was my background and my surroundings, and um, and uh, frankly, the uh, the reason why uh, I grew up uh, uh, poised to to, uh, to to do the best that I can. And so then, you uh, come, yeah. you come by the ability to be a scientist who is able to grapple with a subject that has fascinated poets and philosophy, philosophers uh, for generations. And I'll admit to sharing that fascination. The question that you, questions that you deal with, um, let's start with the first one. Why does time feel like it passes more quickly the older we get? What is it about that phenomenon that fascinated you? Well, it uh, fascinated me in retrospect. I, um, uh, growing up, I observed uh, many things. I can get into <laughs> into the frustrating um, uh, observation that uh, made me appreciate the phenomenon of evolution. Um, so uh, evolution, uh, I, I was raised as a basketball player, and I was frustrated that I was not getting better faster. So that's a, um, an evolutionary design uh, observation that uh, stayed uh, with me, in fact, that uh, motivates me to this day. The, um, the perception of um, uh, time and the fact that time uh, uh, flies faster as we get older uh, that was was one of my early observations in um, in everything I was doing. For example, in school, in um, uh, in the fifth grade, which was uh, the beginning of middle school, I felt uh, during uh, exam uh, hours that um, that the hour was uh, shorter, definitely shorter than in elementary school. Um, and then um, year after year, especially uh, in uh, high school, it was pretty obvious that the uh, time was flying already, uh, meaning that I had to be really good uh, uh, during the exam hour uh, because uh, I would not have uh, extra time to redo the problem if I, um, if I got it wrong the first time. Um, so this was, of course, uh, uh, accentuated by my experience as a as a player. The uh, the older I, I, meaning the bigger I got, the uh, shorter the uh, the uh, the game uh, was. Uh, meaning the clock was uh, uh, forcing me to uh, to be very careful with uh, doing something useful during the finite uh, uh, number of minutes, and. Um, 
so the, these are the early impressions. And then um, uh, through my life, uh, obviously the education I received at MIT, the same sort of uh, observation persisted, but it was not a bothersome observation because it was obvious. And uh, I kept hearing from my elders, uh, life is short, and uh, all these words of wisdom that uh, we know very, very well. Um, and then I do not know how it happened or why um, about four years ago I said, hey, wait a minute, uh, um, this uh, common impression, uh, sorry, this impression that is so common, um, it must have a uh, uh, basis in physics, uh, which um, should be easy to explain. And then I sat down and I wrote a letter to myself. Uh, which became a, a journal publication in um, March uh, 2019. And um, I wrote that for fun. Uh, the uh, prediction actually that yes, uh, time should, the perception of time should be that time flies faster as we get older. And then to my huge surprise, uh, the, um, uh, uh, I got an email from an outfit that um, that uh, counts the uh, number of uh, clicks on a particular uh, publication that appears in a journal. Mine was the uh, most uh, clicked on uh, article in the whole world in the March of uh, 2019. The second most clicked was uh, way, way, way far behind with less than uh, half uh, the uh, number of thousands of clicks that my paper had gotten. And well, then I said, oh, <laughs> no, just said, just say, I said, I said, okay. just I said, Adrian, the whole world is worried about getting older. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I, I was just about to say that that time is the water we swim in, and uh, yes, everyone's worried about, or at least aware of getting older. And the other subject, uh, the concept that you deal with, is uh, another big one. Uh, that's beauty. Uh, so tell us, why are we attracted to beauty? Well, uh, this was uh, a coincidence. Um, after I uh, read uh, this explanation for, meaning predictive statement on why uh, time should be flying faster, um, the explanation itself, if we get into the details, turns out to be this, uh, the same physics, the same mechanism that's responsible for... Um, for uh, the feeling of attractiveness. We're attracted to, um, to certain things. Of course, uh, we uh, migrate towards those things unwittingly. Um, and I use the example of uh, images everywhere. What the uh, uh, visual field uh, uh, offers us is a two-dimensional image, uh, like the, uh, the screen uh, at a cinema where the computer, well, uh, that... Uh, that image, uh, in this case, it's uh, uh, made by people. That image happens to be um, just like the business card uh, and the um, and the banknote and the flag of a nation, um, meaning um, uh, somewhat longer horizontally than in the vertical direction. Well, that's the um, the same. Um, uh, I call it aspect ratio uh, of the rectangle. That's um, uh, that approximates the uh, uh, binocular field of vision of the two-eyed 
animal, including the human. And um, and then uh, I had uh, two years earlier, I had um, uh, figured out that this uh, preference for uh, this shape, this sh- basically the shape of almost everything we look at, um, comes from the fact that uh, we have uh, two eyes and uh, the other fact, which is that the world is flat, uh, meaning there's a horizon uh, on it. Everything uh, uh, is and moves and lives, uh, everything from animals to uh, treetops and um, apartment buildings. And, um, and this image, this shape, the business car shape is the... Um, a rectangular image that is scanned by the two eyes the fastest. And um, so, as I said about t- 10 years earlier, I had figured out that uh, viewing um, is, uh, first of all, scanning. The eyes are, um, are uh, uh, jiggling, uh, meaning the fovea uh, moving uh, uh, on ev- all over in two dimension on all over this particular area. And for the mind to um, uh, make sense uh, of uh, the message that come, message that comes from the image, to make to make sense faster, so that the uh, the animal um, gets the idea and gets out of the way of danger faster, that is good for the animal. And from this, the um, the attractiveness of an image that is uh, that communicates the message faster. And um, so I arrive at the um, uh, feeling of attractiveness. And then, uh, obviously, <clears throat> uh, every one of us knows uh, that feeling. And uh, it's a very short road from uh, this aha to the word beauty. Because in the, um, in the art gallery, if you look at the, on the wall, almost all the uh, uh, tremendous uh, paintings, fa- famous paintings, are uh, shaped to the same way. Um, everything we look at is uh, uh, looks just like the business card or like the uh, computer screen. So let, let me make sure I, I understand what you're saying. We are attracted to beauty, at least in part, because of the fundamental reality that we have two eyes on the horizontal plane and visual images that are, let's say, easy to process, easy to grasp, are ones that attract us. And if they are difficult to grasp or to scan, then we find them less attractive, even aversive. And all of that is basically to facilitate the things we need to do to stay alive. Is that is Correct. That uh, we, we are attracted to certain things because uh, they are good for us. Uh, never mind the word beauty. You see, this is uh, a, uh, an example of where language gets in the way. Uh, we're, we're attracted to, to uh, objects and uh, phenomena that are good for us. Uh, I could include here um, <clears throat> sounds, uh, rhythms, uh, you know, marching music, if you want, the, uh, um, or a symphony. The uh, uh, things that are good for us are, uh, are attractive. And um, certainly, uh, uh, now that we're talking about images, uh, 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 certain shapes 
Well, um, I was trained in the graphic arts uh, as well, and uh, certain shapes that are better than other shapes are go by the word by the name of uh, proportions. Uh, well, we've heard of uh, uh, proportions, where a uh, an image being uh, well proportioned, uh, a human face being uh, proportioned, or some other thing being uh, with balance and. Um, uh, in, a, in other words, uh, <clears throat> uh, a thing not being out of shape, uh, and these many, many words that uh, take us uh, all over the landscape of uh, imagery, including the uh, human body and the human face and the human stride and the walk and the dance and all these other things. <clears throat> so the word beauty is uh, just one word that... Um, um, uh, is not restricted to uh, to um, uh, faces out of Hollywood. Uh, beauty is uh, is a uh, is a word that um, became how should I say uh, uh, the face the face of a much much uh, wider and diverse menagerie of attractive uh, uh, objects, uh, images, sounds, um, uh, flavors, uh, tastes, uh, smells, uh, and um, and, um, you know, the feeling of uh, touching something, um, you see. So, so the, the scientific uh, <laughs> little voice in me uh, says, Adrian, uh, uh, look at the big picture, you know. Uh, you like something, uh, be honest, uh, you actually, uh, be honest with yourself, uh, you you like uh, many things, but why do you like these many things that are um, uh, at uh, first impression uh, different? Uh, different. Well, uh, I like to say uh, different. Yes, obviously they're different, but different does not mean unrelated or uh, not coming of the same mother. You see. And the mother is physics. The mother, meaning the uh, reality of everything that is. Uh, correct. That's the the meaning of the word physics. Everything that is uh, around us, inside of us, behind us in time and in the future, physics. So it's, let's, it's, go it's, back, it's, let's go back to uh, time and the experience of it moving uh, faster or more slowly. What are what? Tell us a little about the physics of that. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, I'm I'm very happy to see that you began with beauty because that was uh, earlier and it um, alerted me to the fact that uh, the eyes are scanning the image. Um, I already knew that uh, uh, scanning is a very important uh, um, kind of motion. It means moving on an area. Uh, for example, pedestrian movement in the city. Um, I had uh, figured out uh, even before the um, uh, the beauty, the physics of beauty, uh, why uh, uh, an airport such as the Atlanta airport uh, must be or should have been uh, shaped like the business card, okay? Uh, a little bit longer in the fast direction, which is that of the train, uh, than in the transversal direction, which is that of the concourses. Um, and so scanning, is uh, is the movement scanning is the physics and um 
And so uh, the um, uh, explanation for why um, uh, time uh, should fly faster as we uh, as we're getting older uh, uh, comes from the fact that the the um, uh, perception of time uh, and here I I limit the discussion to one example, which is that of uh, vision, meaning looking at things and perceiving images. Uh, that uh, that uh, uh, activity of uh, of the organ uh, of vision, which is the the human eye, is um, is scanning. The eyes are scanning the image, and uh, they are doing it in um, in uh, abrupt, violent uh, uh, jolts of the um, of the eyeball, um, called saccade. Uh, saccade really means um, uh, a um, <laughs> all the way to dangerous uh, uh, kick, and um, these saccades are very, um, uh, very frequent. They're about uh, from three to five per second. Uh, they are separated, so the uh, the uh, the eye uh, moves abruptly to a new position, and then it uh, stays in that position for uh, uh, one third or one fifth of a second. That uh, position of uh, stationary uh, uh, look is called uh, fixation, and um, in other words, the eye is um, is um, uh, photographing, okay, <laughs> the image in the sequential clicks. Uh, this is a metaphor for uh, for the uh, uh, reality that, uh, contrary to the um, uh, common impression that uh, what we look at is a uh, um, smoothly running uh, continuous movie. No, uh, just like in the cinema, what uh, what is there on the screen of the uh, uh, binocular uh, uh, field of vision is uh, is a um, is a sequence of clicks, a sequence of of uh, um, you know uh, what do you call these things, uh, frames on the uh, on the celluloid tape, and. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the tape is running uh, at a particular speed that corresponds to the, um, to the um, muscular action, uh, meaning the movement of the eyes. And from this comes the, aha, uh-huh. well, if, uh, if there's um, uh, movement, in this case, uh, the, uh, the, the movement of the eyes, these uh, jolts, then uh, there's a frequency of these things, meaning that um, from... Uh, Let's talk about a fixed uh, a period of clock time from sunrise to sunset, which is a fixed for everybody on Earth, a particular uh, day of the year. Then um, during that fixed uh, clock time, uh, the brain receives a certain number of impressions. Okay? Um, and uh, so that's the end of the physics, except that the... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> The uh, camera, <laughs> the living living person, uh, is getting older over time. The infant in the crib, um, I think mothers know this uh, best. The infant uh, has uh, eyes that are um, basically jiggling all the time and scanning everything in all directions, uh, uh, um, upward from the crib and. Uh, so uh, the brain, which in fact is taking shape, uh, most of it is uh, uh, taking, it grows and uh, becomes what it is uh, in infancy, um, uh, gets used to the uh, to receiving a a um, 
large number of clicks uh, during a finite um, uh, uh, period of clock time. A large number of clicks. With, uh, with, um, with the aging, that is first with body growth, the, um, the, the, the length of the uh, path of transmission of the signal from any organ, such as the eye, to the brain increases. So the distance increases with the age. The, um, the, uh, uh, the shape of that particular uh, uh, conduit becomes more complex with bifurcations and ramifications and uh, increasing complexity, meaning uh, uh, tor- <laughs> uh, 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 street corners to be, to be gone around. Um, and with aging, of course, the, um, the flow of anything through any duct in the, uh, in the human body um, slows down. Uh, because of many effects, degradation, and um, other items of bad news that come with age. And another one um, uh, is the fact that um, uh, with age, which also brings about the phenomenon of fatigue, uh, the, um, the speed or the frequency of muscular action um, decreases. Uh, big bodies uh, uh, move uh, uh, at less uh, at a lower frequency. You see this uh, in the legs of elephant versus uh, the legs of the mouse, but that's uh, only half of the story. Um, bigger things, older things, uh, move uh, slower and slower. You see this in the in the legs of uh, say uh, soccer players. Uh, soccer players after the age of uh, 32, 33 uh, lose a step or two in the uh, in the race to the goal or uh, to defend the, the, the goal. So all these things, a longer um, uh, path to be traveled by the signal from the organ to the brain and a, a lower speed. Uh, this is what happens with, uh, uh, with age. All that means that from um, sunrise to sunset, the brain uh, receives fewer and fewer images and the brain of course uh, tells the uh, owner of the brain that uh, uh, about the feeling that uh, the sunset arrived too soon Uh, the future of every single one of us is this feeling that uh, that uh, you know the new year arrives too soon or that uh, the 4th of July arrived too soon or uh, wow you know wow it's uh, it's, uh, you know, winter again. Winter was yesterday. All these uh, uh, feelings uh, stem from, from, uh, from the physics of animal design. That's actually Can the I? name, the correct name for, for, the, for this particular kind of physics. Animal design. I don't know about you, but I'm very busy and I don't have a lot of time to cook. That's why I subscribe to Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These are two-minute meals. Factor meals are ready to eat in heat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. They're flexible for your schedule. 
Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math, and this is important. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com nbn50 and use code nbn50 to get 50% off. That's code nbn50 at factormeals.com slash nbn50 to get 50% off. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. Let, let's uh, shift away from animals for a moment and just look at something that was not a main focus of the book, but it got my attention. Uh, you wrote uh, the following sentence. Science came as an add-on to religion. Both are artifacts, both adopted to make life, movement, easier, safer, and long-lasting. Now, I think it's easy for anyone listening to see why science uh, helps make life easier, safer, and longer-lasting. But how does how do you see religion as the pre-science that d- did the same thing? Well, uh, okay. Uh, all you have to if, if if the answer is not self-evident, then uh, let me draw attention to the Ten Commandments. Uh, those are rules of um, not rules, but uh, advice advice uh, um, from a higher authority. Uh, that is the way it is given. It's a commandment um, uh, of uh, how to uh, how to to live uh, a, um, a safer life, a, um, uh, a better life for the uh, immediate uh, um, uh, group that is around you, starting with your family, um, with your elders, with, um, with the, the community uh, um, at large. Uh, uh, you take every single commandment, and uh, it is about that. Um, it, those are uh, words of wisdom that um, uh, have their origin in, in empiricism, meaning in the observation of what is good and uh, what is good for the uh, for the human being. And um, and those who uh, have not been introduced to the Ten Commandments uh, would do better to 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 get to know them, uh, regardless of uh, of. Um, the uh, the name of the particular um, uh, belief. In fact, uh, many uh, I talk to students. They come from uh, all sorts of directions, uh, all sorts of cultures, and um, most of them have um, the Ten Commandments in uh, in their upbringing. But others uh, do not. But uh, in their own way, uh, say from the Far East, have. Uh, have a similar um, uh, uh, rules of uh, let's call them wisdom that um, that uh, society or any individuals uh, live by uh, because it is good for them. Well, 
that is, of course, uh, uh, religion. Uh, why it, it is embraced uh, uh, universally, even by those who proclaim that they are uh, not uh, religious. I, uh, I don't believe uh, such proclamations. I just look at the way people live and uh, how they treat each other. It's basically uh, in this line of, uh, of thinking, which is that there are certain ways in which, uh, in which movement on the surface of the earth um, becomes better and better for the individual and for those around the individual, uh, meaning that it's not just one, but the organization <clears throat> around that person called the niche in the animal design uh, benefits from, um, from um, certain... Um, uh, features, uh, I call them uh, uh, once again design. Actually, I call them constructal design. Uh, these rules are not constraints; they are actually uh, the uh, the lubricant that uh, propels us uh, more and more easily in life. And um, so that is religion. Well, uh, change the words, and you end up with a, a very accurate description of science. You began by saying that with science, the, um, <clears throat> the need for this kind of artifact called science is obvious. Yes, uh, but uh, there's nothing new in that. And this is why um, uh, science is the, uh, let's say, the more recent um, uh, extension, if you want, uh, to, um, to religion. Um, and yes, I wrote in the book that, uh, that uh, uh, religion with science is a uh, more powerful artifact than uh, science without religion or religion without science. You also mentioned the issue of uh, scientific plagiarism in the book. You mentioned it briefly. Um, it, I'm wondering, what are your thoughts about the impact of ChatGPT and, and its related uh, uh, approaches uh, on that issue? Well, um, the answer is horrible. That's the impact. Uh, the, um, but um, this uh, software you mentioned is um, the latest uh, um, uh, alarm bell that's being rung. Um, the uh, plagiarism, uh, which, is, uh, which is a plague, by the way, uh, plagiarism and plague have the same uh, origin in Greek, um, uh, an origin that's uh, pretty, pretty clear about the, um, the danger in it. The um, plagiarism um, became a... a um, a pandemic uh, because of the internet. Uh, that happened uh, for three decades now. That's been happening and uh, and uh, uh, getting out of out of control. Um, the message um, uh, to my own career is that uh, uh, <laughs> what I have uh, discovered and published is so good that I'm being plagiarized almost every day. Um, with impunity, uh, and uh, with, by professional plagiarism, plagiarists. And so I became curious about the phenomenon, and uh, yes, uh, it's uh, for those who cannot uh, create, uh, then uh, it is uh, much, much easier to steal. This is basically the, uh, 
the very uh, uh, old observation that's uh, also one of the um, uh, points in the Ten Commandments. And And the recent article in Nature, just on that issue, well, related to it, um, it noted that uh, there's a growing shortage of peer reviewers for scientific journals. So, and uh, they also noted the growing number of errors found in papers that have been published. So it, it seems like a kind of perfect storm, uh, or maybe I misunderstand uh, that at chat GPT and no peer review, few peer reviewers and uh, um, plagiarism being widespread because of the internet. Uh, do you see that all coming together and degrading the process of science? Sure. Uh, that's what you mentioned is uh, accurate uh, and uh, predictable. When you have uh, a, um, um, let's call it a uh, technology of um, uh, so-called scientific research and then publishing <clears throat> that has become... Um, uh, really inexpensive and at everybody's uh, uh, fingertips, uh, then you have uh, a situation where, <coughs> excuse me, where everybody uh, uh, writes uh, and publishes and uh, nobody reads. That's basically what's going on. Uh, there's been a, an explosion in the number of journals, scientific journals, um, Universities are boasting about the knowledge industry, which is nonsense. It's really nonsense. You cannot have knowledge as an industry in the same way that you that the the child that's born or the the idea that occurs in the mind of an individual is a product that is uh, produced by uh, an industrial complex. That's that's not the case. Um, the uh, the the strike of lightning, the the flash in the mind, is uh, is extremely rare. It is precious, and it belongs to one person, uh, not to a, um, a, a an industrial plant. And um, so this is what's become uh, the so in this in publishing. Nature, by the way, contributes to this. Uh, uh, itself, um, uh, compared with uh, articles in Nature, say a hundred years ago, when uh, one individual published uh, one idea, and you knew you knew the uh, the event, you knew the name of the uh, the uh, okay the creator. Now uh, Nature publishes uh, articles with uh, thirty six authors, you know, uh, with so. In other words, uh, zero personality, if you want, but also you don't know whose idea it is. And, um, and of course, uh, it takes a lot of money to produce one of these uh, articles that, um, that the, most, the top journals uh, 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 applaud. The, um, another way to summarize uh, this description is that it's become a Tower of Babel. Uh, the so-called uh, publishing uh, publishing industry, the ones the authors worth uh, their name um, shy away from this sort of um, bedlam uh, for many reasons. Uh, one is that uh, they are not uh, 
<laughs> the the kind of uh, author to co-author anything with 35 uh, people, number one. But the other one is the fact that uh, when you enter this kind of um, um, <clears throat> pigsty, you get eaten by the pigs. That's the, uh, the peasant way of putting it, meaning that you submit an idea and you have no idea what happens to your idea uh, because, uh, because of the internet. It could be plagiarized and republished by somebody else instantly. That is, uh, that is the problem with, uh, with the speed of, uh, of uh, uh, publishing in, um, in the internet era. Adrian, uh, let's let's circle back to time because our time is running low. Uh, you recommend change, variety in everything, from daily routine on to every other aspect of life, as a way of making time feel like it moves more slowly, and and that makes sense. At the same time, various traditional cultures. Uh, suggest other successful ways, for example, meditation within a very highly ritualized structure. And in fact, just yesterday, a Wall Street Journal columnist, uh, Elizabeth Bernstein, dealt with the issue that we're talking about. And one of the things that she recommended was that people try to experience awe very often because the experience of awe slows down the perception of time. What are your thoughts about all this? I, I did not uh, understand uh, the experience of what? Awe, A-W-E. When you look at uh, the Grand Canyon, yeah. Sure, yeah, well, uh, I, uh, I'm aware of this article because it was sent to me by three of my uh, uh, readers um, shocked that uh, this particular author, uh, Elizabeth Bernstein, did not mention my work. That is why uh, uh, I know about her. And uh, that brings up, uh, once again, uh, the previous uh, point that I was making, that uh, because of the internet, it is easy for a person to get an idea to uh, retell the story of the third and last uh, portion of my book. Which, is a, which includes this particular recommendation. I talk about uh, the fact that awe uh, is what we experience when we, when we witness a, a soccer game that, uh, that is uh, full of uh, uh, unbelievable plays or unexpected victory for, the, for our favorite team or for uh, uh, like miracle on, on ice in, uh, in the hockey game of, uh, from Lake Placid. And on and on. Um, and yes, those things are moments, I call it in the book, um, uh, when uh, uh, we experience the feeling that time has stopped, you see, which is the opposite of time flying faster and faster. And uh, that third part of my book is recommending to people to expose themselves to unusual, unusual uh, circumstances, uh, different circumstances, uh, that uh, punctuate um, life. And I also made the point that uh, truly creative people are those who uh, do uh, new things uh, uh, pretty much every day, who, in fact, they say, aha, uh, quite frequently when they come, come up with uh, new ideas. And, uh, and uh, by these are the, uh, the individuals I, uh, I know best because uh, that... 
I'm one of them, okay? Um, <laughs> Finally, Adrian, you've written a book for a general audience that integrates physics with cognitive science with evolutionary psychology. It's, uh, it's a big challenge. What impact do you hope your book will have? Well, um, I'll answer that. Uh, but uh, first, uh, the, um, uh, my view of uh, the subject that uh, my, this recent work of mine is, uh, is uh, opening up is that um, it uh, teaches that uh, human perceptions, which uh, before my work were considered to be intangibles, meaning out of the reach of, uh, of the laws of thermodynamics, are in fact uh, uh, predictable, meaning they, are, they belong in physics. Human perceptions, uh, in, my, in this book, uh, The Perception of Beauty, uh, which is really attractiveness, and then the perception of time, which, by the way, is the perception of change, because these, uh, these clicks were... Uh, were um, uh, the the frames on the movie tape are, are uh, uh, they they convey to the brain the occurrence of change. Uh, if the uh, image is uh, is uh, still, meaning if the um, piece of art is uh, lifeless, then uh, then the brain uh, where the image goes blank, meaning the eyes don't see anything anymore. So uh, so um, time. The perception of time is the perception of change. And uh, the, the other name for a change after change in a um, uh, perceptible uh, direction is evolution. And uh, so we have, uh, at the end of this brief conversation, uh, this uh, big word, uh, evolution, long word, uh, in physics. Uh, in physics, the, the the science of everything that is, which includes, of course, uh, animal life and also uh, river life and uh, atmosphere life or climate, if you want, and everything else that uh, changes in percept in a perceptible direction, and that that is uh, a big thing to to recognize that evolution is uh, not only uh, universal as a phenomenon, but it is predictable. The book is Time and Beauty, Why Time Flies and Beauty Never Dies. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Adrian. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate it. And thanks to our researcher, Bela Pasikov. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.